time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team, especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Erin Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Welcome back, 800-998-1003. The big topics of news today. Deontay Harris suspended three games for the DUI, um, DWI arrest in July, so the Saints will be without him for three games. The next three, of course, Jets, Bucks, and Dolphins. So the Saints' leading receiver and top big play threat is gone for those three games. Cam Jordan tested positive yesterday. Now Amy just to join us at 12.15 said that he, she's been told that he feels fine. No symptoms. He, if he can submit two negative tests by Sunday, he can play. Could it be a false positive? I don't know. We will see. So we'll touch on that. Pelicans have a practice today. Should be wrapping up here shortly. We might get the latest or an update or not from Willie Green on Zion. I don't know. Uh, but also about his team. They are taking on the Nuggets tomorrow at the Smoothie King Center. I'll have four tickets to give away for that as well. And also, when it comes to LSU news, Frank Wilson resigned this morning as head coach of McNeese State and joined Brian Kelly's staff. He's back with the LSU Tigers' top classes. In 14 and 15, the LSU Tigers had Frank Wilson a large part of that. Marlon Favorite, I was texting him earlier. He loves the move. He says it's a chess match or LSU's way to battle Florida. Billy Napier hired Jabbar Jaluk yesterday to try to help and get recruit 
New Orleans, Louisiana players. Frank Wilson coming on Kelly staff to try to do that sort of battle. Jeff, thanks for calling the show, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well, Gus. How about you? Doing well, man. What you got for us? Okay, I want to say Sunday night. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was Sunday night. I saw Maddie and Fletcher Mackle on Channel 6 uh, uh-huh. singing that Taysom Hill song. Now, I mean, that's nothing new for Maddie. She's going to sing Taysom Hill's song all the live long day, but it kind of surprised <laughs> me to hear Fletcher Mackle right. say what he said. In, in fact, I think his direct statement was, I've seen enough of Trevor Simeon. Now, my question to you is, because you would know better than me, has Sean Payton definitively said he is definitely starting Taysom Hill going forward, or is that just fanboy noise? I haven't heard him say that, but maybe you have. But he hasn't said anything about who's going to be his next quarterback next year after this. I think Sean's just trying to get by this week. Um, so I think what Fletcher's saying, and, and here, here's, here's I guess, what I'm looking at with these three quarter, with the two quarterbacks you have, Ian Book right now. It's not a reasonable option. I honestly don't think that. No, Sean Payton, yeah. Sean Payton has said that he's yeah. not ready, I believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exa- he has. So that's what I'm saying. Look, the way the roster's constructed right now, I mean, you literally would be, that's that's the old, you know, feeding into the lion's den kind of thing. It, it would be brutal. Now, of the two quarterbacks you currently have that you can throw out there, and I... You know, remember at the beginning of the season, it was Winston and Hill. I'm like, Jameis Winston's the better quarterback, okay? Now, yes. can he develop into something that could play quarterback in this league and be a weapon? I think, realistically, it's what you even saw in the game against Dallas. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just saying, again, how do I get him to be quarterback effectively? I look at what the Eagles have done with Hurts, and then I also look at how Sean used him in the passing game against Dallas. It was a one-read, two-read max passing game, right? It was snap, foot hits back, get rid of it. it it's it, it. And again, that's expected. He he didn't have the, you know, previous year's experience even that Drew had when he showed up with New Orleans. I mean, Drew Brees had been a starter and a Pro Bowl quarterback and been in the playoffs when he got to New Orleans. So realistically, if you saw how Sean was careful and cautious with Jameis Winston before he got injured, and Winston had been a starter for five years, right? Um, I think that's the best approach with a guy like Taysom Hill. A guy that, hey, you drop back, is he there? The guy across the middle, is the out right there? Fire it, fling it. He's got the arm to make some throws, the accuracy... It's gonna it's gonna be a work in progress, right? I mean, you have to do it. But I We're think working, the reason working. well, I think the reason, Jeff, why you know Fletcher says you've seen enough from Trey, it's this point. When you lack the weapons at receiver, Taysom brings an added dimension of I can get I can go and run. That that's But the rest of the league is seen the the rest right? of the league has seen that by now and they know I how know. to prepare for it. At least that's I, my opinion. And well, I'm talking about I mean, if, 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 and doing that. If, I, I understand, but look. I, I, I got time, you. I got you. you. Know, at the same time, the Eagles for, what, three, four games were unstoppable rushing for 200 yards, and they won games. Um, again, but that's what Understood. I'm saying. Understood. I'm saying that the, particular the point, I, the point. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the, point, the point I'd like to say is mm-hmm. if 
if Trevor Simeon had thrown four interceptions in one game, one of which that went for a touchdown the other way and almost lost a fumble, not only would I expect Sean Payton to bench him, I would expect these 31 other coaches in the NFL to bench him as well. But why? 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 How many chances is Taysom Hill going to get? I mean, the Saints are still mathematically alive for the playoffs. Like now is not the time to be tinkering and experience and experimenting. Mm-hmm. And I maybe I just maybe there's just something I'm missing that you can help me out with. Again, I I, I think it, it literally boils down to something as simple as, uh, you know. The energy, the arm strength, the, the, the being able to use his feet to create plays, and, and just more more than anything, Jeff, just his presence being on the field forces a defense to think a certain way that you don't have to when it comes to Trevor Simeon. Like I, I'm a DB, I'm a linebacker, I'm a defender. I don't have to worry at all that guy leaving the pocket at all. The end. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's yeah. not it's not a you know, hey, this thing and that. Again, I'm just saying when you basically have I'm trying to think of a good comparison like with a car like a hoopty. I mean I mean that's what the Saints are right now. I mean like you know you remember like you, you probably one of your first starter cars in high school and college like mine I had to turn the air conditioner off going up the, the Crescent City connection. I mean like there's certain things you have to do to get the car to go and then you know you kind of rig it enough and you're good with it. I mean that's that's kind of where the Saints are right now. Um when you don't have receivers that can are consistent in catching, getting open, making plays, then the importance of a quarterback that can read and survey the field maybe diminishes. Does that make sense? And I don't mean that it's not important, but I need somebody to be able to do something. And, you know, again, if it's those two quarterbacks, Winston and Hill, I, I've always said, I think you go with Winston. But in this case with what's going on as the season has gone on, as the number of injuries have taken place, when you don't have your starting tackles, when you don't have Alvin Kamara. I mean, this isn't the team that beat the Packers. This isn't the team that beat the Patriots. It's not. You know? So it's almost, by default, it's like, okay, it's almost, honestly, it's via Condell's Taysom Hill. Just I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can protect you. I don't know if the guys that I'm putting out there, this is Sean, by the way, talking to him. I don't know if the guys that you're sure, throwing sure. to will catch it. Kenny Stills demonstrated that. Um, Mark's going to do his best. <laughs> I think a lot of them have demonstrated that. Uh, Traquan Smith isn't much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark's going to do his best. So, you know, when you get tired, go ahead and hand it off to Mark. Um, but I'm just telling you now, Taysom, when you snap it, it's going to be flag football. I mean, it is. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the Saints <laughs> offense right now is flag football. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you snap it, 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 it's no semblance of blocking. You're trying to get in front of the guy, and then you have to get rid of it quickly. That's what the Saints' offense is right now. Okay, well, I asked for an answer, and you gave me one. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm 100% convinced, but I mean, you you got you got you definitely got me a little a little more. You make you make me feel a little bit more comfortable. If he's going to well, go forward, yeah, maybe, maybe this makes feel you feel even more comfortable, though, right? I saw this yesterday. Yeah, a little, a little more comfortable than well, no, yeah. No, no. I, just, I, I, don't I just mean don't, that. I don't get it. I, I don't mean that. I'm talking about the fact that uh, the um, I meant to tell you this yesterday too, as well. But I, since you're bringing it up, I'll definitely bring it up. The salary cap over the weekend uh, was announced. The NFL announced that the salary cap next year is expected to hit $208 million, $208 million. Okay. So that's expected to be as, as high as it can be. And, and it's going to hit the maximum. That's, that's the max it can be next year. 
And it's projected to go ahead and do that. Remember, because of COVID and all that, this year was 182. In 2020, it was 198. In 2019, the salary cap was 188. So this year, everybody was affected by it. It was the lowest salary cap since literally 2019. Then 2018, it was 177. Because every year before that, it had gone up. So because of the cap being 182, the Saints had to drastically cut players that they could have used. Emmanuel Sanders was a salary cap casualty. I mean, you you spent the last two, three years looking for a number two receiver. You found him. He was okay. <laughs> you had to get rid of him, right? Um, maybe you yeah. could have kept Trey Hendrickson. Maybe you could have. I mean, a lot of the players that maybe you could have kept might have affected how you drafted as well and all that. Anyway, bottom line is this. You, yeah, you could only spend 182. You can spend 208 next year. So this ought to make you feel better. Don't worry about the next five, okay? Because the Saints are drastically going to improve next year. They can go shopping. Um, I look, it's very, it's, it's very easy. You're going to do everything you can to convince Aaron Rodgers to come to you. He's going to leave Green Bay. You got to convince him to come to you. If that doesn't happen, but, but he, you try to trade for Russell Wilson. If that doesn't happen, yeah, then we can start talking about plans C, D, and E. But you got. It already, you I mean, it looks like. It looks like Aaron Rodgers already has eyes for Pittsburgh, so I, know, I mean, look, he might already be, San Francisco already be gone. Or team, I understand that, but hear what I said. You got to do everything you can to convince him. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would. I absolutely would. You know, I know what comes with them, and I know you're going to cut a check. I'm cutting the check. I'm absolutely doing whatever I can because I do think one of the things that you can entice him with is this. I think this defense is a good defense. You can make some additions, perhaps. And again, as we talked about it with Amy, Jeff, do you know the odds, literally, that to know Passano misses games? The odds that Marcus Davenport again can't stay healthy? The odds that literally the guy you drafted this year winds up on IR as well and Peyton Turner? Like, you literally cannot keep a right defensive end healthy. Like, that's that's a joke. And I am going to say that I do think Father Time maybe added a bit to, to Cam George. So... That's an that's an area of concern next year um, that you need to improve on. And Anyamata missed six games, so I, I just think next year I can look at Aaron Rodgers and say I think my defense is going to be good, and I think I can go get another receiver. I'm absolutely drafting a high one next year, and all of a sudden he's got weapons, he's got a defense. You're playing indoors, you know. I mean that's. That's something to kind of think about. Pittsburgh is still out there in the elements. I know he likes Tomlin. I know he likes that, but I don't know. Who has the better weapons? Who has the better defense? And in San Francisco, I don't know if I trust Kyle Shanahan. I think the Saints have a good shot to at least get a good sit-down with them. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jeff. appreciate it. I see Marlon called. I asked him to give me a quick take on what I think is pretty big news for LSU. Frank Wilson's coming back. He's joining Brian Kelly's staff, leaving a head coaching position with McNeese to be back with the Tigers. Marlin thinks it's a good move, actually a great move. He'll tell us why next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finish sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. 
Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Curtis! Sunrise in the blue skies Birds flying through paradise A little bit longer, another day stronger Somebody smiling down on me with those Warm days and cooler nights Friends and family and candlelight Feels like I've been running But something better's coming Don't wanna have to wait and see This feels like home It's where I wanna be and all the troubles that come and go Can never take you away This feels like life Like it's meant to be Cause when I see you smiling You know I can't deny it Feels like coming home to me This feels like home Rouse's Markets knows there's no place like home for the holidays Rouse's Markets Feels like home Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com. He joins us on Mondays and Fridays. We talk Tigers, NFL, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys. And occasionally, I make fun of LeBron James and the LA Lakers. But his name is Marlon Favorite, a big fave 504. It's the way to follow him on Twitter, Inside the Trenches, the podcast. And doing an emergency, let me give my take on things. Marlon, how are you? All is well, Gus, and uh, much better now after I hear about this LSU high. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. West Bank, New Orleans. You can go yeah. ahead and stand up for this. That's why I wanted you on, sir, because yesterday I texted you this and we talked a little bit about it, about uh, the move that Billy Napier made at Florida announcing a lot of his uh, staff hires yesterday, and Jabbar Jaluk popped up, and that name sounded familiar, obviously, in and around these parts, and you immediately said that's to try to bring New Orleans and Louisiana players in. So when you see that Frank Wilson resigns as a head coach at McNeese and joins Brian Kelly's staff again, first thing that pops in your mind is what? I'm back home. I'm I'm back where uh, where I originally wanted this journey to start. I mean, this this, this starts back to um, winter 2002 when it was Craig Davis and Dominique Cooper and this guy, amazing safety by the name of Daryl Johnson in a package deal with Frank Wilson. That didn't happen under Coach Saban, right? Frank bounced around as a college coach. He then goes to Ole Miss, makes a couple moves there, and fast forward, he's a head coach at McNeese. But to have this opportunity to come back to LSU, a place where he helped, uh, build that bridge uh, in New Orleans in terms of recruiting. You know, you look at names like Tyron Matthew, uh, sewing that deal up. You know, when Coach Miles wasn't, and this is, this is just what it is, 
He wasn't making a big deal about Tyron at the time because Tyron was a, a one-star, two-star. Frank said, no, this is the guy that, that we need to bring into this program, and, yeah. and the rest is history. Tyron, arguably one of the more decorated players in LSU history. You, you look at Frank Wilson, a guy that, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I've known Frank for years. I mean, me and Frank go back to my, my sophomore year in high school, early 2000s. Um, you know, just someone who had uh, evaluated my, my son closely as a punter and, you know, joining with his old uh, player, Keenan Lewis, on the sideline at a Landry game, just checking out the talent in New Orleans. He's the guy. He is, he is he, Frank Wilson um, is uh, the epitome of locking up New Orleans, Baton Rouge, the entire, this, this whole region of the top recruits. I mean, I, on Twitter, I called it a chess move, Gus. I mean, it's, 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 you look at it no other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in the climate of having Mickey Joseph leaving, a guy that, in my opinion, I have the same respect for uh, as Frank Wilson, and then having another guy, another line brother of his, go to Florida. So those are two big names that legit has the recruiting pool on lock and then turn around LSU hires. Frank Wilson as an associate head coach, mm-hmm. chess move. I don't like the move, Gus. I love the move. Hello, somebody. To your point, and look, you, you work with high school football players with what you and Skylar Green do, and obviously you have a son in high school football and all that. I don't think you can underestimate the importance of a relationship that a university representative or recruiter has with a high school football coach, right? Is there a certain level of trust and info that gets fed when you have certain relationships that maybe people like me even don't understand? No doubt, Gus. Those relationships... Because here's the thing that a lot of folks on the national stage isn't talking about, and they can get it here on the sports hangover because we're local. It's tough to go into these parents' house and sell the kid on your school mm-hmm. because the parents down here in Louisiana, South Louisiana, they can smell what we call BS a mile away. <laughs> And guys like Jafar Duluth, Frank Wilson, mm-hmm. Mickey Joseph, they don't mind going to sit up in those mothers' houses, a lot of times single mothers' houses, and look them dead in the eye and say, we're going to do X, Y, and Z for your son. And it's believable. Mm-hmm. You have to know the area. These guys can peel a crawfish with their eyes closed. So <laughs> to be able to have that relationship uh, yeah, right. is important. It, it plays a major role. It, it's, you have to... Everything else is fine. We can draw as many X's and O's in the sand if we want, but if you can't get the talent to come there, you're in trouble. So getting a guy like Coach Frank Wilson to come in, he already had the relationships established. That's something Brian Kelly don't have. We lose yeah. Mickey Joseph. You have to you have to be able to go in and have somebody that can look at it like this, Gus. I'm going to put it in perspective to you. I'll take you back down to the early 2000s. A school by the name of Old Perry Walker. I remember playing in the classic game. It was the goat on the other side, Hank Tierney, and his good little brother Frank Wilson on the other side. On that field alone was like seven NFL players. I mean, Frank Wilson developed Marcus Davenport and got him to be a first-round draft pick to the Saints. On that staff alone, you had guys like 
Dave Johnson, who's at Florida. You had guys like Coach Skip Lamont, who's a, who's a staple in recruiting in this area. A lot of these guys got started. You know, Brock Hayes, I can go down a list of guys that got wow. started uh, under Coach Frank's tutelage as a coach. And then these guys are now recruiters in the New Orleans area mm. all over the country. So, you know, to put it into perspective, you got guys like um, um, Ka- Kawhi Drake, who played at Destrehan. He's good friends with Frank. I mean, these are all good friends. These guys mm-hmm. are in each other's immediate network. So this is a lot. Boy, it just got super competitive down here in New Orleans with recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can hear it, and that's what I'm saying. I, I almost feel like, and I was stopping short until I talked to you, because obviously I think the sexier hires, right, are offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. But as I tell people all the time, when it comes to recruiting, because you hear a lot of times, oh, you know, this coach can do it on that. I, I, I say this often. When you see a photo of a head coach next to a recruit, that is the stud. Like, that is the guy. If they're making the effort to get on a private jet, they want to be seen standing next to him. You've seen Billy Napier already with Jabbar Jaluk with two guys. Um, that, that, that is a statement of we are 100%. But for the most part, Marlon, the person that recruits 80% of that roster is the position coaches, the recruiting coordinator. They, they're the ones that are calling every day. They're the ones that are checking in on mom, seeing how they're doing. And then yesterday, you know, there it is. Captain Shreve football in Shreveport, Kendrick Law, six foot, um, athlete. Apparently the number one athlete in Louisiana, four four forty in the hundred meter uh you know dash man, ten point four eight seconds. He's fast. Guess who's standing next to him in a crimson blazer? Nick Saban. So I mean that's the point. So Louisiana is is the state, man. So when Nick's there, when Billy's at somebody's house taking pictures yesterday with Jabbar Jaluk, Marlon, I don't think you can understate the importance of Frank Wilson doing it quickly, leaving today, joining the staff tomorrow. I mean, today, and my guess is you're going to see a photo with Frank Wilson in the recruit and maybe even Brian Kelly probably soon. You'll, you'll be seeing Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson eating a gold bowl of gumbo at somebody's house <laughs> before the week's up. I guarantee you. It, before it, the week, I mean, all right. Friday, Friday when you come on. Friday when you come on. We'll see. I'd be shocked if we don't see a Frank Wilson photo in Tiger gear by, by Friday. I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's no doubt. It, it, I was curious. You know, a guy that works with the program, I was curious what we were going to do about that. The second Mickey Joseph left, that was my deal, man. When I got that news earlier, I was like, whoa, okay, now I see where we're going here. I see the surface. That's the guy to go get. I mean, think about it like this, Gus. He was just the head coach at Magnete. So you think he doesn't have a long list of recruits that he can for sure get now? Because it's tough to get him to come to Magnete. Yeah. But to come to LSU yeah. under a new coach, a new regime coming along, you get to play against Coach Saban. You get to play against. Coach Mark Stoops, you get to play against um, Coach Jimbo Fisher. I mean, I could go down the list. It's a great opportunity, and to do it for your home state. So that's the number one rule. You must lock up Louisiana first. Then you must go around and find the best five stars across the country. Yeah. And that's how we did it. That's how we did it, baby. That's how between 2000, yeah. I was going to say, Marlon, and, and the fact, again, you have a coach that's been in Louisiana for the last couple of years and Billy Napier. So he, you know, he's built a nice relationship 
with people there as well. And again, go and get Jabbar Jaluk. That's to Louisianians essentially love the last couple of years going and doing that. I think you again, you can't underestimate, as you called it, a chess move. And more importantly, I think as well, there might be some trepidation. I, I know high school coaches know the name Brian Kelly, but it, it was a topic I brought up with you. It was a topic I, I spoke with Brody Miller about yesterday. It's a social media battle right now, right? Another photo today of Notre Dame's Marcus Freeman still in the same. Like, all these photos were taken over Saturday and Sunday. But, again, showing him today, you know, with with the palm of his right hand over the, you know, the Irish saying in the locker room. They're trying to portray it's about family for them and, and commitment, and Brian isn't, right? Like, I'm just being honest. Like, all the stuff you're seeing with Napier, same things, too. So, I think... When you got a guy like Frank coming in, he's that much more important right now. When he shows up to De La Salle, Marlin, to talk about you and your and your son maybe punting at LSU or something. Because you're like, you know, I, I see how Brian Kelly kind of left, man. I don't know. How is he? Right? I mean, that like, like I legitimately think right now that's the number one thing for Frank Wilson. Aside from just recruiting, I think it's being able to tell people, hey, this is the right hire. I trust my guy. Trust me. Exactly, Gus. That is it. You said it, my friend. M- making him the associate head coach. Yeah. Second in line decision-making. It was genius. But, but let me tell you something. I've been on uh, Scott Woodward for years now, since I was a freshman in high school. I mean, excuse me, in college. And to see his career, the way it went, and to see him come back full circle to LSU, Again, I was very upset. I want to echo this. I was very upset with the departure of Coach Tommy Moffitt. Mm-hmm. But you cheer me up a little bit. Hello, somebody, today with the hire of Frank Wilson. So I, I see the direction we're, we're headed in, in that regard. But the number one thing is recruiting. You have to bring them in. We saw in the SEC championship recruiting win for Alabama. I mean, the speed the persistency, the, the yeah. being able to have that quarterback who's a freshman to perform the way he did, you have to win that game. And, and, and Frank Wilson is no doubt one of the better recruiters in the nation. So I'm excited for him. Once again, West Bank, well, what a West Bank, who that at? I know he out there listening. West Bank, y'all <laughs> stand up this huge deal right here. <laughs> no, man, like I said, I, I, I had to get you on quickly because I know you have a relationship with him, A, and then B, that's a big move, I think, for LSU to try to, I guess. And, and I'm not saying that the waters were troubled, but I, it's the perception, right, of, of as you mentioned, look, I, I saw the video of Moffitt leaving yesterday. It's emotional, and I, there's a lot of people that don't care for that. So it's understandable to an extent, and then at the same time, it's to try to show, hey, look, it's not that I don't want LSU guys or Louisiana people with me, you know? He hired his strength and conditioning coach today, so – it makes sense to kind of be with people that you trust. He was with them at Cincinnati, he was with them at Central Michigan, things of that nature. So, and Notre Dame, um, but yeah, I, I think I think the Frank Wilson thing is a big thing. It's a big thing. It, it. I'll be honest with you, the climate that we're in right now with the U- University of Lafayette coach headed over to Florida and getting Jabbar Jaloop, and then at the same time you cut on look at that Twitter, you're seeing Coach Moffitt having a it was getting close because, again, it was tugging on the emotions yeah. of the folks here in South Louisiana. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. but what I will say and what I can say now that this is at least put 
a very large bandaid, almost stitches on recruiting. And, and, and I think that now moving forward, LSU is going to shape back to where we were, where we were in 2011, where we were in, in 07, and most importantly, 19, at that type of talent, mm-hmm. you know, to bring in a new wave. And, and I think, you know, with this hire, as a matter of fact, I know this is going to be a big deal. Look at, look at guys like um, uh, Angelo Anderson from, from Edna Carr. You know who who committed to Alabama. This is I mean Frank's from Algiers. So, so I mean, Gus, this this is going to be fun to watch, baby. Let's have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> Listen to to your mood. Your mood all of a sudden is better. Brody Miller just tweeted this as we say goodbye to you, Marlon, but I want you to listen to it. Uh, He just tweeted, he said, look, there's a theme in his mind to the LSU hires today. Frank Wilson, Brian Polian, and Jake Flint. And again, Brian Polian and Jake Flint are other guys that Brian Kelly hired uh, today. And Flint was, Jacob Flint was the director of strength and conditioning um, over there. And he, he actually played for Brian Kelly in Central Michigan, worked with them in Cincinnati and at Notre Dame. So that's, you know, a, a situation there. And then the special teams coordinator is Brian Polian. And Brian, uh, Brody Miller said, these are the top of the program guys. Associate head coach in Wilson, special teams coordinator, strength coach, and the three coaches who work with the entire roster the most. Um are the three coaches that work with the entire roster the most is what he says. So in his mind, when you get a CEO style coach like Brian Kelly, he feels he argues, or one can argue that these are the most important hires for the building and be in building a new culture. And also these are the coaches that will work with the players every day more than Brian Kelly. So these are big hires, Frank Wilson, Brian Polian, Jake Flint. Those are the guys that are going to work with the entire roster. Hey, Let's, let's just keep on rolling, dude. Right, keep buddy. on rolling. Thank let's you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Appreciate you jumping on Thanks today, buddy. Yep, for sure, man. Absolutely. Uh, Sports Hangover continues next. See here from head coach Sean Payton next on ESPN New Orleans. Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. 
I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003. Tiger fans, what do you think? I'm looking at the comments and all the different stories that Brody Miller, Wilson Alexander, and others have put out there as well about Frank Wilson, the associate head coach. is the only title right now. Wilson Alexander saying that, or Brody Miller also saying that that's what the uh, release says. Doesn't mean they may not be a position coach as well. He did running backs back in his time here at LSU. Uh, it's just that the rest of the staff still being filled out. But he is the associate head coach, and he's back over in Baton Rouge. So again, how to get Marlon on. He knows him and he thinks it's a very, very big hire. I think it's absolutely important to be honest with you. The release itself has a Brian Kelly statement in it in which he says the following Frank Wilson has a proven track record of identifying, recruiting and developing elite student athletes everywhere. He has been, no one knows the recruiting landscape in Louisiana, better than Frank and his experience and character will be tremendous resources for our staff and student athletes. His impact on our staff at LSU will be immediate and immense. We are thrilled. He is returning home to ensure that we continue to sign up the best student athletes in Louisiana and throughout the country. So that's what Brian Kelly had to say. Wilson released a statement in the school statement I will forever be grateful to the coaches, staff, and student athletes I've been fortunate to work with at McNeese State, and I will always remember the lessons I've learned in my six seasons as a head coach. But the opportunity to return to LSU, return home to LSU, and join Coach Kelly's staff was one my family and I simply could not pass up. I could not be more excited to return to Baton Rouge and do whatever I can to help the Tigers consistently compete for and win championships. You know, a lot of times you hear that phrase, good recruiter needs to be a good recruiter. Understanding what that means and putting in the effort and work too, not everybody can do it. And I know a lot of LSU fans, what was it? Yesterday we talked about it, right? Joe Brady being released by the Panthers. Go get him, go bring him. They did that Sunday. Um, You heard it with Brody yesterday. I'm telling you, he did not hide it. He did not like the college game. In that, in that, a, a assistant coach, a coordinator, a position coach is expected to recruit. That's part of your job. You have to recruit. Recruiting can include texts, tweeting acts, going to a game and visits. Building a relationship with the family. The more you do, the better chance you are to get that student to sign if you build a relationship. So obviously, 
putting in time, putting in work, caring. Just again, though, it that's not something you just pick up your phone and DM. You, you have to put in the time. And not everybody's in on that. Not, not every head coach is. That's why they go hire a recruiting coordinator and have him go do all that stuff. They, they want to worry about the team, the staff, you know, doing other things. There's a lot of things that the head coach has to do. And again, Matt detailed and explained it a lot. And I agree with him 100% where we talk about Coach O. Guy is lovable, great sayings, he's fun, he's a, I get it. At, at certain position, any, really, any level. There's a lot that goes into being a head coach. There's a lot that goes into being the coordinator on offense. Under the offensive coordinator, you have the quarterback coach, wide receivers coach, running back coach, offensive line. Like Then you're helping that with that game plan. Defense, same thing. Secondary coach, linebackers coach, defensive line coach. I mean, all of that. It It's not just... Coming up with plays and showing up. It, 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 it's a lot of coordinating that has to do, literally, in coordinating how practice goes, study of players, making sure that they understand the game plan, the philosophies, all of that stuff. And if you're going to be those type guys, knowing what kind of players you need and you want, you have to have a philosophy. You have to know what it is that you're trying to do and who you're trying to beat. <clears throat> Tuscaloosa, right? I mean, so what are they getting? Sure, look, I, I'm telling you, most top programs in college football, and even everywhere around the country, you're going to have a skill player or two. You can get a quarterback. You can get all that. It's it's the details, the coaching done by the assistants, the recruiting done by the assistants, all of that is so important. What we don't see as media and fans, that's what wins them games. On the weekend, you can see it. It's palpable, it's viewable, it's tangible. You can see it. A team that doesn't commit penalties, a team that knows the situations, is ready for it. Don't freak out. Did you see that Baylor game? They, they didn't bend. I mean, they were bending, didn't break. They knew where to go. Great play call by Oklahoma State. That's a touchdown. That is a That is the right play call. Can you beat one guy? That's the play call. I mean, most of these plays, it's one-on-one. Can I, I'm going to trust my guy to beat their guy. The block was there, but that kid knew exactly what to do. And then athleticism. It was a foot race to the sideline. Can I get there before he cuts up? I mean, just, but again, you watch Alabama play. Coaching. It's not, And I know Nick gets that credit, but Nick gets the credit because... He's the CEO. Hiring the right coaches that can detail per the week, not only the game plan, but fundamentals. Demand it. Need it. Coach it. Want it. Prepare those guys. It it breaks down all the way individually. Step by step by step by step. And I just go back to again when I did Arkansas game day at LSU this year and I'm sitting there listening to Clint Sterner and Ken Hamlin, former quarterback and defensive back safety, both played in the NFL, Hamlin with the Seahawks, and obviously a Hall of Member honor with the Razorbacks, and Clint Sterner, quarterback with the Hogs and quarterback with the Cowboys. I mean, they like listening to them say it was five five plays on offense, seven on D, and you could just listen. 
simple things. The offensive line standing up, all going three went left, two went right. Technique, moving your feet, dropping your left arm, making it easy for the I mean, literally, they were detailing how poorly coached the Tigers were. Hamlin circling on the screen. The safety doesn't want he doesn't want to he doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to tackle. He doesn't want to get any action. Look at him stuttering his feet. He's slowing down before he even attacks, so he's not looking to attack the hole. This guy's not covering this zone. Linebacker's not even turning in that direction. Just little simple things. That's why it's so important to fill out your staff. You need good coaches. Then those coaches to be good recruiters. And that's why sometimes as fans on message boards or media members on talk shows. We'll throw out a name that we like, or we throw out this to like, but can they do the little things that matter that get you to a very good program? Recruiting is a big part of it, and that's why I've said it from the get-go. I was never a fan of the Joe Brady. I just, I'm telling you that there's two sides to that story, and I, I just go back to my experience when Drew Brees and Sean were first asked about him in 2019, the year they won the national championship, and they acted like they didn't know who that was. Is that who you want to be a head coach and who you think is the offensive genius of minds that everyone builds it out to be? And I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I don't know. But he got fired this year. Head coach Frank Selfo of the Southeastern Lions is scheduled to talk to us next segment as well. The season came to an end as uh, they lost in the second round of the playoffs, but still a very good season. If he buzzes us, we'll chat in with that. Plus, I still got to play with Sean Payton had to say, Yesterday afternoon and early evening when he had his conference call with reporters, he did detail and talk about knowing that he lost Deontay Harris to the suspension and really as he's trying to snap this five-game losing streak here and the mental impact that this team's sort of having in a locker room that hasn't ever experienced this, right? So we'll do that as we continue. Still got an hour, 15 minutes left in the show. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Let's play everyone's favorite game, Mississippi Mudslinging, where Mississippi casinos spend big and lie to St. Tammany voters. First question, Mississippi casinos are saying a yes vote for Camellia Bay could mean other casinos in St. Tammany. Is this fact or fiction? Well, it was on Facebook. It's one big lie. The December vote authorizes just one resort at one Slidell location. Our Constitution requires a parish-wide vote every time a casino tries to move. Next question. Mississippi casinos are calling Camellia Bay a truck stop casino. Are they right or wrong? They're wrong. It's no truck stop. Camellia Bay has a four-star hotel. They've got a convention center. And a lazy river. You're all correct. St. Tammany, don't let Mississippi have all the fun. Mississippi casinos are funding a campaign of lies to keep you from getting what they already have. Paid for by the North Shore Winds. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. 
and we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back, and we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So the Pals have wrapped up practice, and head coach Willie Green did say a little something about Zion. Jordan's going to get that shortly and cut it up for us, and we will have that. In the meantime, let's hear from head coach Sean Payton. As, again, to me, losing your top receivers is difficult, right? <laughs> to say the least on this team. Here's what he had to say on the Deontay Harris suspension. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it to you guys <laughs> earlier. You know, you're waiting, and now, you know, we'll go through that process. Um, we kind of knew at some point, you know, that was that was going to be something he was dealing with, and then we as a team would deal with. So, I think there's not much you really can say other than what you said there. And playing for it, and then others have to step up. No doubt about it, right? Um, Taysom Hill, the injury. Mallet fingers. They're concerned that it could get worse. This is an injury that if he continues to play with it, that he could suffer more damage. Yeah, I listen, I know this. Um, obviously, you, you, you prefer not to have any injury at all, and, and I think that there's a comfort level that they have that it's not going to get hurt any worse. Um you know, it's the, it's the middle finger and it's the top ligament um, to the extent, you know, I, I think we'll know a little bit more this week as he goes through the week of practice. I, I think your question's a great one. You know, is it is it grip related or is it, you know, when, when the ball releases off your fingertips? You know, you guys have all seen a, a football come off the hand. The, the last finger that leaves it is the index finger. The second to last finger that leaves it is the middle finger. You know, there, and so... Um, you know, hopefully he can get some good work in this week and 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 get a comfort level as to what he can or, or if there are any limitations. One of the other things, of course, with Taysom is the foot injury, I thought, because again, as John had called earlier and a couple other callers were talking about, you know, Taysom Hill, what can he bring you at that position and really what he can bring you moving forward. And I think it's the ability to run and you know, you saw him scramble. I, I didn't get the sense and feel me. Did you, when you watched him against Dallas where I felt it was hindered or he looked a step slow. I, I did. I honestly didn't feel that. I, I didn't see him, you know, grimace or, you know, he stepped back to, to throw or I, I, I didn't feel his foot affected the flight of the football or him taking off. That's just me. Sean was asked about that. Yeah, I think we, we were far enough down the road where he he felt better all week long. I mean, look, it, it, you know, it's one of those things by the time you get to a game then and, and you're ready to go, uh, I don't know that anyone's 100%, but it was further along, uh, obviously, than, than prior weeks where we definitely felt it was going to be something that limited him. Sean was also asked about that interception and when he got injured, if that was maybe why, I think so. I, I don't know why the question, I, I'm almost positive that's one of the interceptions is why the ball came out weird. Uh, but look, fair question. I, you'd have to ask him that. Um, you know, I, 
I, I thought there were a couple trajectory issues. You know, the, the, the one he's throwing, you know, kind of into the, oh, into the boundary on a, on a deep view route that, that kind of got underneath him a little bit. Um, I, I, I can't say if it played a major role, but I, I think, uh, he would be able to elaborate as to what, what specific role. I mean, I, I thought, look, I thought he, 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 he did a lot of things well. There's some things, like I said at the onset, that we can clean up and help him with. Um, but uh, it would be hard for me to answer that specifically. And again, the question is, does that injury affect the flight of the football and stuff? I mean, he just needs to put arc on it when he was trying to throw over to the right flat and it was picked off by a defensive lineman. Anyway, Sean Payton's main takeaway from Taysom Hill. Oh, look, uh- there were some things on there. I felt this way after the game that I was encouraged. I was encouraged with, you know, how guys were fighting, competing, um, Taysom no different. And, and yet there's a number of things that we didn't do well collectively as an offense. So, um, I'm sure there's some throws there, you know, he wants back, but, uh, but overall we'll get back to work here, you know, beginning Wednesday and, and, and work on our preparation for New York. So. Tomorrow we'll get a better idea on the on the rest of the injury list. And, again, I keep bringing that up because and I understand it. I I know why some fans say, well, bring in Ian Book. And, and that, man, you got to put at least an NFL roster around Taysom first. And here's the thing. You just got to – that's a tough spot. Like, I, I would have been shocked, honestly. Or pleasantly, I wouldn't say shocked because the the guy's got some skill, man. He, he he's got a pretty good arm, and he's fast. And we've seen him run over some people. So I I wouldn't have been some. You should have been shocked if he made some plays, Taysom Hill, and he should know the offense. But I would have been pleasantly surprised if that guy would have all got, got out there, thrown for two twenty five, two thirty, two three TDs, no picks. You know, I he hadn't played in what a month. He got concussed. Washington, bye week, Seattle, Tampa, Atlanta, Tennessee, Philly, Buffalo, Dallas. It was two months. Like what, what did you expect from him? I, I honestly, I, that's a tough, that was a tough spot. I mean, most starting quarterbacks missing that much time would have struggled to get back into the flow of things. You're asking a, and again, I'm not being disrespectful, but you're asking essentially a non-quarterback because that's not what he was doing before he got hurt. To come in and start in an NFL game and be successful. that That's hard. I think he plays better this week. I absolutely do. I think he plays absolutely better this week. Does he have a team around him? That's my main concern. And it's not just on the offensive side of things. Cam Jordan. Out with negative, uh, with COVID. Maybe, maybe. Now again, Amy just says that she was told from a source he's feeling well. He has no symptoms, not showing anything, at least as of today. He needs to return two negative tests. 
before Sunday for him to play. Sean on cam? No, I don't have that yet. I'll know tomorrow morning. I, I could call and get it right now, but um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get an update in the morning. His first negative or his first positive? Or sorry, his first first positive test. Yes. I I I don't. I have a feeling it was today, but I, I'm not. I, I don't want to say that. No, with certainty. Thank Okay, so that was yesterday again when he spoke uh, late afternoon, early evening. So I'm assuming tomorrow was this is the next time that we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton with fresh coach sound because he will speak in the morning. So by the time we come on the air tomorrow, he may give us an update on whether or not, no, he's feeling fine, he's showing symptoms, or he's provided a negative test or not. Um. David on Yamada, again, you look at the DNs, already know Peyton Turner's on IR. Davenport's been injured. Passanow's been injured. Could David Onyemata be getting more snaps at DN? Yeah, part of it's out of necessity. Naturally, you know, he's an inside free technique, but he does have some flexibility. That's just where they are right now. I mean, again, that's where the Saints are. Finally, Coach, talking about the mental aspect of the locker room. You've lost five straight. This is team down. You still have confidence. And he had this to say. Yeah, look, I, I think so. I mean, I we with tough stretch. It's behind us. Um, you know, no one's gonna be upset or feel sorry for you. It, you know, we we we've got to be able to pick ourselves up here and get ready to play some good football in this last five week stretch of the season, and that's gonna take everyone in the building. So let's hit the break, and we'll come back to the top of the hour. And in hour number three, you heard from head coach Sean Payton yesterday, kind of touching on it. And he said he said it was a tough stretch, but we're behind this. It, it kind of makes me feel that he thinks they're going to be getting healthier here. That might mean Alvin Kamara returning. That might mean both starting tackles. That would help whoever the quarterback is. And maybe, maybe some help at DN. Whatever. But he did mention it. Final five games. It's our question of the day today. Of the remaining five games, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons, how many do you think the Saints can or will win? I asked that to Amy Just. I She said the same thing. I don't know. It's what I said in the opening segment. I don't know. I'd like to say if you if you put, if you put, um, I don't want to say gun to my head. So how about something like this? If, if you give me a, a a gift card to a certain place, perhaps for a little beveraging. Um, I would probably say three. I think you need to be able to beat the Jets. And I do think having seen the games against the Panthers, again, once the Saints got things going in the fourth, that was the COVID injury. I mean, that, that was a game that was going to be tough to win. But they kind of had a chance in the fourth. I think you can beat the Panthers. And I do think you can beat the Falcons. The Bucks are going to be tough. And I think you'll have a shot against the, the Dolphins, but they're playing good football. They got a good defense, and, and Tua's not playing bad right now. They've won a couple in a row. So if, if I had to guess, I'd say three. Am I confident in that? I can't be. Sports Hangover, Hour 2 is in the books. Hour 3 next on ESPN New Orleans. 